0: no there's another squad attacking welcome to the third party and apex legends podcast hosted by myself shay and joined as always by my co-host henry henry how's it going man it's going really good shay had a little bit of a
1: power outage today but the podcast cannot be stopped we're back
0: yeah, the alternatives to the power outage uh, and how we were going to record, were things are going to get interesting, to say the least. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad you're here operating at 100%. <laughs> yep,
1: that's right.
0: We got a fun episode, though, today. We're mixing it up from the usual news that we do on Wednesdays and the beginning of the season. We're going to cover some of the weapon changes a bit more in depth. So we're going to be talking about weapon metas, and this is going to be a part one of two parts that we will also do next wednesday and this uh week we'll be talking about the close range meta in the season 15 of apex legends so it's going to be a ton of fun and before we dive into that episode if you want a question answered ask it in our discord channel meant for questions or leave it in the form of a five-star review on apple podcasts if you want to interact with us every day drop us a follow on twitter at Shea and at hb burrison. it's been officially decided adding us on twitter is the easiest way to get a hold of us at this point with how busy our Discord has gotten so, just a little pro tip for anyone. Uh, you just said throw it out there, <laughs> absolutely true. Loving Twitter more and more every
1: <laughs> single day. Um, it's getting pretty wild out there, but Shay and I keep it pretty PG. Yeah. I would say we don't try to start any beefs. Okay, we but did that's it for a that, week
0: back in the day.
1: <laughs> it was tempting, it was tempting, a lot of fun. That's how you get the, the impressions, yeah. but uh. Yeah, appreciate any follows. We also are coming off of a very successful third-party invitational tournament, our fourth one. It was so great. We had an amazing turnout on Twitch for viewers, a lot of fun. Now that it's wrapped, we're planning the next one. And we would both love to do one before the new year. Right now, tentative date uh, is getting put up somewhere early to mid-December. But if you want to participate, the way that you can have access to that tournament and to sign up first is by joining our Patreon. Link is everywhere. DM us. Add us on Twitter if you want the link. You can find the episode description, social media bios, Mm -hmm. anywhere that we possibly can put the link. It's there. If you have problems, let us know. We'll hook you up. Um, They're a lot of fun. Love the tournaments. It was a real blast last time streaming it. Highly recommend participating. The one thing that we're trying to do for this next tournament is switch things up a little bit. Perhaps make it more fun-oriented and less competitive. We have a couple ways that we might be trying to do that. Um, But I really recommend getting involved, participating, inviting your friends, and getting signed up
0: early. Yeah, Well said. It's going to be a blast. I'm looking forward to it. And Like you kind of hinted, we have some fun ideas coming for this one, so it'll it'll be a good time. With that, though, let's just dive right into it. Let's talk about the close-range meta of Season 15. Kind of a fun topic, I think, for us, and we're going to get a deep dive on the weapons from Henry, and so I'll let you kind of take the lead from here on out and talk to the players about what guns should they be using right now in Season 15 if they're trying to win their up-close fights.
1: For sure. So first things first, Last season, we saw an attempt to shift the meta from an AR-LMG back to an SMG meta with the introduction of the Laser Sight. Now, the impact of the Laser Sight was not an outright buff to the SMG class in general. And truthfully, it could even be perceived as a nerf because it limited the versatility of SMGs at range. Now, in Season 15, we're ushering in a record amount of very small weapon changes that individually don't appear to be much, but combined across all weapons will result in a tangible, subjective change. So, nothing is going to be like a tidal wave effect where overnight, you know, a weapon became amazing and another weapon is just horrible. But all these small changes definitely are going to build up to
0: affect maybe what weapons you gravitate towards let me pose the question to you real quick do you like that do you like these like the over the huge amount of small changes or do you like when we get like hey here's one big massive buff and here's one big massive massive nerf that you know intentionally truly shifts the meta in the weapon category
1: yeah i think honestly i don't really like all the small changes um and the reason is, I don't think it's super accessible to most players. I don't think most players are even going to realize that the R99 has a larger magazine, or the rate of fire on uh, the triple take was adjusted. So I think those small changes are just not very accessible, so people don't know about them, and they can't change their play style. I much prefer broader changes, like changing the ammo type of the wingman, you know, because that's a a much clearer signal to people
0: that, and we, i think we saw that impact as well so that, that, that's yeah. fair that's fair for sure
1: it's fun for us because we get to talk about it but i would much prefer sweeping changes that were bold and not you know a lot of small changes even though i'll take what i can get it's better than nothing um but In this episode specifically, like Shay said, talking close-range weapons, we're going to be breaking down the shotguns, the SMGs, and a few pistols, given recent care package and hop-up changes. Now, diving right in, SMGs. Changes were the Volt had reduced projectile speed and increased projectile gravity. All very intangible, subjective changes. To be honest... Shay and I have not been able to feel a difference here in terms of how the weapon performs.
0: Yeah, and like you said, it's a lot of subjective changes, and this just kind of falls into that category, which is tough because it is hard for you know us to come on here and say, Man, they really, really shifted the volt in some way. And yeah, I think we're we're sitting in a pretty similar spot, which is a good weapon by all means.
1: Yeah. Now the R ninety nine already, you know, hinted at it, but they increased the blue, and purple mag size by 1. So now blue is 25, purple, gold mag is 28, up from 27. Um going to break down kind of the top of the SMG meta um, in terms of numbers. As always, this is pretty uniform across third-party weapon breakdowns, but we're acting under the assumption that we're comparing each of the weapons all with purple attachments versus purple armored enemies. And then, when we look at time to kill and accuracy requirements, it's purple armored body shots. We're not talking fortified, we're not talking limb shots, head shots, nothing like that, trying to keep it as straightforward as possible. Now, going to look at the Volt, R9, and Car. A couple things that we're going to be focusing on are magazine size, reload, time to kill, accuracy requirement to knock an enemy, and then their specific. Strength Volt no main changes here, but if we just go kind of category by category Look at magazine size Volt is at the bottom here lowest magazine size, but highest damage per shot So you have that trade-off there have a maximum magazine size of 26 for the volt now the car on the r9 used to be almost the same But now the R9 has one more shot at the top end at 28 compared to the car's 27. So really the question of this day is how big of a difference does that make? Because we knew that the R9 and the car were very, very close, but the car edged out the R9 almost every single category. So how impactful is this, uh, you know, one bullet change right off the top? You know, we can say that the R9 now has the highest magazine capacity of any SMG, you know, at the top of the category. That is a pretty cool thing. Mm-hmm. And it is random. Like <laughs> random. I would love to talk Your to you. Your favorite a,
0: thing. Randomness, yeah, right?
1: <laughs> just like this change came out of nowhere. Um, is it nice? Yeah, it definitely is. This is the hardest uh, SMG to use. Having this change, definitely nice, but Coming off of last season where the R9 with the laser sight really became the top SMG um, in terms of time to kill and kind of ease of use with that hipfire spread and the laser, Um, this just is kind of a double down Mm -hmm. on focusing on the R9. But back on track, reload speed. This is something that I love to look at um, just in terms of it gives you more flexibility. You know, if you Mm -hmm. miss shots up close, do you need to swap or can you reload? The Volt here just shines at a tactical reload of 1.3 compared to the R9 at 1.6 and the car at 1.5. That's a big difference. Mm-hmm. You know, multiple tenths of a second is big. And when we get to a full reload, that is just expanded. Full reload on the R9 is incredibly punishing 2.2 seconds compared to 1.8 on the Volt and 1.9 on the car. So, We'll revisit that later, but Mm -hmm. kind of in terms of reload, Volt definitely going to stay on top, despite having a lower magazine capacity. Time to kill, super razor-thin margins here. R99 and car are effectively the same. You know, we're talking a hundredth of a second difference, Mm -hmm. uh, respectively. Just about a second each, in terms of time to kill against purple-armored enemies. Volt, going to be a little bit slower by a tenth of a second, which is noticeable. Oh. 1.1 1.1 second time to kill. We don't really think of this as the most important component in any weapon category, to be honest, um, just because it's more about can you hit the shots um, and how easy is it to achieve this time to kill. Um, but it's a good thing to kind of look at. And obviously, car and the R9 are among the fastest weapons in the game. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Now, accuracy is one of the things that changed a little bit here, Um, and I think is what I was most curious about. Um, Essentially, the R99 used to require a 70% accuracy in order to knock an enemy with purple armor with a purple extended mag. Very, very high. Um, The highest accuracy Mm -hmm. requirement out of any fully automatic weapon really hard with couple with the rate of fire this is a hard weapon to control. Um, now how much did one more bullet in the mag at the top end affect things? Well, not a whole lot. You know, <laughs> you still have to hit 19 shots to get a knock. That brings that accuracy requirement down from 70 to 68. So you're looking at 68% compared to the car that's still steady at 59. And the Volt that's steady at 54. Um, You know, if you're looking for forgiveness or ease of use, definitely going to push you more towards the Volt or even the car if you like the rate of fire uh, similar to the R9. So this change was a nice little nod, but definitely did not rock how the car and R9 go head to head. Mm -hmm. It's still uh, pretty much a top uh, or a it's a toss up yeah. in terms of which is best when you look at the the high rate of fire SMGs um you know if i go through my kind of personal insight or feelings about these three i look at the volt as being forgiving and that is the reload that is the accuracy but it's also the rate of fire being slower than the other two i just think is a strength you mm-hmm. know it, it allows you to Pace your shots a little bit more, correct your aim uh, with a little more time. But the R9, of course, its biggest strength is its ability to hip fire, especially with a purple laser. And the car, even though you don't have that laser sight, its massive strength that cannot be swept under the rug is the fact that you can swap ammo and swap mags. Mm-hmm. It just, in a, in a battle royale, that is so crucial. Like it comes down to the replicator, it comes down to, you know, lootability. And really, it allows you to use this weapon at a higher degree than the other ones based off of just loot scarcity. Yeah. Longer than I was hoping, Jay. A lot to go over. But I think looking at just these three, leaving out the alternator, sadly, got nothing but love for the ulti. But at the top end of the SMG meta, do you think either of these changes really move the needle for you in terms of what you're leaning towards?
0: For, it's not a needle mover, um, for me, at least in, in my opinion. And th- the reason isn't because, hey, the guns or the changes were so minor, but I think it's more just that each of these SMGs fits their own category and use case so distinctly that it wasn't like, hey, we're going to make the R9 you know, way more accurate and easier to use to the point that it competes with the Volt. um, And we're not going to make the car, we're not going to give the car the laser sight and a really good hip fire capability to have it compete with the R99. So for me, it's still kind of rings true where it's like, what are you looking for out of your weapon? And that's kind of the direction you go. Do you want the forgiveness of the Volt? Do you want the hip fire up close domination of the R99? Or do you just want the you know, loot flexibility and pure TTK of the car. And to me, it kind of just comes down to those three. I probably flex back and forth between the nine and the volt most as of now. Um, but that's just my personal thing. And I think, like you kind of said and hinted at the top of the show, this is probably one of the more subjective SMG metas we've had in a while. And those changes weren't staggering to the point of making any difference on that category, in my opinion. But do you defer? Or like, What's kind of your opinion looking at the meta as a whole right now?
1: I, I was assuming that the change to the R9 was going to be more profound. Yeah. Like day one of the season, I was using the R9 and feeling, I didn't even really recall this change uh, when we dropped in for the first time. And I was like, dang, this thing's feeling good. Um, but after having the week, looking at the numbers, the Volt is still my number one SMG. And despite now the R9 being able to edge out the car in terms of a magazine size, the car is so dang good. Like, And I'm a Gibraltar Rampart main, okay? I got some sort of shield in front of me whenever I'm shooting. Mm -hmm, So I'm mm -hmm. aiming down sights. I'm going to go with the car every single day because it edges out the R9 every single place, except for hipfire. So if you're a more mobility-based legend, You want to get super up and close. You don't want a gun shield. You don't want an amped cover. R9 can be a lot better just in terms of maximizing your ability to hit shots while being highly mobile. So, super subjective, like you said. Each of these is very specialized. Um, I think we both love the Volt. Mm -hmm. That's the common ground. But uh, you
0: can go any way you want in terms of an SMG still. Well, let's keep the... The meta conversation up close, kind of rolling uh, right after a quick word from some sponsors. Welcome back. Talk to me about the shotguns, a fun category that you love and play with every single day uh, on repeat and main staple of your Apex diet, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> when we first started this podcast, we, kind, we were like, you know what? We're super sarcastic. That doesn't come across very well in the <laughs> podcast. Like, it's hard to be sarcastic. And Shay was being sarcastic there, and I want to double down on it, but I got to be Just honest. Just to
0: truly clarify. Yeah. yeah
1: I got to be honest. Like, I want to participate, but I'm not a shotgun guy for multiple reasons. One of those reasons are it's so hard to look at the numbers. Today, mm-hmm. we're going to try something a little bit different in looking at the numbers, and the result of it, very interesting, mm-hmm. and I think you guys are going to like it. Um but Season 15 got two changes, one to the Mastiff, which is projectile growth reduced. We talked about this last week, pretty much making it harder to hit high damage shots at farther ranges. So as the pellets leave the weapon, travel across time and space, pull it, the pellet size actually increased, making it easier to hit multiple pellets, more damage, yada, yada, yada. That was reduced. Don't know by how much, so it's really hard to tell how impactful that change is, but we're assuming it wasn't by that much Mm -hmm. because we didn't see the Peacekeeper just fall off a cliff. The other change is to the Mastiff, really reverting it from a care package weapon back to a ground loot weapon, Mm -hmm. bringing the magazine size back from 4 to 5, widening the blast pattern, damage propellant reduced from 14 to 11. That was pretty crazy. That was the most powerful shotgun I've ever seen in Mm -hmm. Apex when it was Mm -hmm. in the care package. Um, They also reduce the projectile growth over time, and then a reload can be canceled by aiming down sights. The other small change is that now double tap is a gold hop-up for the EVA 8, Um, but we're going to talk about all three. Peacekeeper, Mastiff, EVA. Similar assumptions to the SMGs. We're assuming a purple shotgun bolt against purple armored enemies body shots only now when it comes to accuracy trying something new we're gonna add the assumption that you are having a 75 percent pellet accuracy we'll see how this goes <laughs> i think it came up with some interesting results um but obviously not all pellet spreads are created equal. Mm-hmm. So perhaps in the future we can kind of put our heads together and come up with, well, how many pellets on average do you hit with these different spreads? But for this episode, just a flat rate is what we're gonna go with. It's it's an
0: interesting insight, but like you're getting that. It's a hard thing to do from a data perspective because the shotguns are such a, you know, a hit or miss weapon. You feel like a lot of the times you're either hitting everything or nothing. And the skill of players really does dictate that as well. So this is, like always, a harder one to look at. I think this is still some cool information for sure. Um, But yeah, I think what you kind of said at the top, shotguns are difficult weapons, rings true uh, throughout this entire segment.
1: Yeah, they're they're tough. And really the intention behind this little accuracy assumption is when you look at shotguns, you know they can be hitting for 9 or hitting for 100. Not very many people are consistently hitting for a hundred, you know so it's like if you can find some sort of realistic simulation mm-hmm. for how to compare these weapons against each other, maybe you can make a, a better, more informed decision. But let's dive into things. Mm-hmm. Peacekeeper, mastiff, Eva we're looking at magazine, reload, time to kill, uh, rate of fire or rounds per second, accuracy, and then what their individual strength is. Peacekeeper, the king Mm -hmm. of Apex. (laughs) Five round magazine, now in line with the Mastiff. Mm -hmm. So equal there. Eva comes in, blows him out of the water with an eight round magazine. Okay? I'm a big fan of Eva, and this is going to ring through, (laughs) but it is an extremely unique weapon. Eva, fully automatic, Peacekeeper, Mastiff, single fire. So... Very different in terms of how you would use these in a situation. But when it comes to magazine size, true winner, but also an even playing field for the PK and the Mastiff. Reload. Such a drastic difference in how these weapons behave normally across like ARs, LMGs, SMGs. They're all really similar. Here, pretty broad difference, honestly. Um, You know, the EVA comes in as the winner of course with less than a two and a half second tactical a 2.7 second full that is so dominant over the pk's three and a half second full reload and the mastiff's 5.3 second full reload so it's like you're saving you know seconds but at least a half a second um, compared to the other shotguns when you have to fully reload now The flip side to that is the Mastiff, you reload one shell at a time, and it takes about a second. So you can get a shot off faster with the Mastiff compared to even the Eva. Mm -hmm. But what is wild here is the insane difference between a tactical and a full reload on the Peacekeeper. If you reload with one shell in the mag, you're going to have a two and a half second reload. Mm Zero. It goes all the way up to three and a half. So <laughs> you save a full second, really, in reloading with some bullets in the mag, yeah. if you will, with the PK, which if you are in a close-up, heads-to-head shotgun battle, you will lose against the Mastiff if you both are missing shots yeah. and you know using cover. Um, in the open, I think pk is probably going to dominate but if there's cover involved the mastiff's ability to reload one at a time is a pretty big strength unless you can counter that by reloading early on the pk to make up some of that lost ground Mm so little tips sprinkled in there but the (laughs) reload i think is really interesting um across this class time to kill one of the worst benchmarks (laughs) uh Across the board. It's not something we really base decisions off of. And the shotguns really highlight its weakness. Um, And this all comes down to pellets. Mm -hmm. Um, Now here, we didn't include the assumption for that 75% pellet accuracy. So this is assuming you hit every single pellet, every single shot, fastest you could possibly knock somebody with body shots against a purple armored enemy. Peacekeeper brings in it. The rear 2.4 seconds, about 2.38 seconds. Mastiff, 1.72 seconds, and the Eva wins at the fastest of 1.12 seconds. Mm-hmm. That's a big difference, even compared to the mastiff, you know, more than half a second, uh, faster. big difference. But obviously it comes down to how easy is it to actually achieve that in terms of rate of fire, pellet spread reload magazine size yada 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 so can't really pull a lot from that but it's good to know kind of what the pinnacle performance can be Mm -hmm. so we're throwing it out
0: there well i I think it's important because it it illustrates how to best use these weapons as well like the eva when you're up close with it yeah this is a gun you lead into a fight with and you finish a fight with all the way through it's got a quick time to kill it's got a strong magazine size and, you know, like what a lot of the pros talk about with the PK is it's not this gun you're going to shoot, hit, shoot, hit, shoot, hit, they're dead. Like it's best used when you, okay, enter into a fight, 98, okay, swap to the full auto gun to finish it. Like you did your chunk damage, which is a concept I think we, we do want to talk about in the future. But I think that TTK really illustrates how, yeah, you shouldn't be using the PK to consistently try and three pump people uh, pretty much.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, we might talk about this at the end, but I'm happy to jump into it right now. You mentioned like EVA kind of can hold its own as a primary weapon mm-hmm. out in the open. And for that reason, I kind of push Maggie's to lean more on the EVA yeah. than maybe they naturally do. Because um, if you love shotguns, you love Maggie, but that doesn't really mean you love the EVA because mm-hmm. the EVA is kind of an outlier. I really think it should be because it's really built to work. In the open, both the Mastiff and the Peacekeeper are better at bubble fights. They're better for you know poking out behind cover and doing big damage, um, and that's not really what Maggie's kit is designed to do. Um, so I think that's a really good point mm-hmm. to bring up. Mm-hmm. Rate of fire, rounds per second, more kind of doubling down. Like pretty much the same distribution yeah. in terms of time to kill. Eva is the the fastest rate of fire almost three rounds a second mastiff 1.32 rounds a second and the peacekeeper even and this is with a purple shotgun bolt less than a round a second Mm -hmm. at 0.85
0: really holster that thing man in between fights you got it's a lot to control for sure and us full auto so yeah
1: (laughs) now kind of the new benchmark here accuracy requirement you know Same assumptions, but now here's where that 75% pellet assumption comes into play. In order to knock Purple Armored enemies, Eva have to hit 5 out of 8 shots, 62% accuracy required. Mastiff and Peacekeeper, you have to hit 3 out of 5 shots, or 60%. Up and down the line... If you assume 75% pellet accuracy across the board, you're looking at pretty much the same accuracy requirement, which I think is a really cool thing to look at because I think all these weapons have strengths and weaknesses. Different scenarios, the pellet spread is going to you know, favor you. Um, but we make this assumption and kind of just flatten the playing field mm-hmm. with that 75%. Everything lines up, Mm -hmm. which I think is kind of interesting because they all have different amounts of pellets and different spreads and different damage per pellet. So I thought that was kind of interesting that if we make that assumption, you can kind of go any way you want in terms of asking yourself, well, which one is the easiest to use? It's more so going to come down to what pellet style do you want, not which
0: one is best to pick your own adventure we're going to get to the same benchmark however it's just uh what path do you want to take to get there talk to me though about the double tap like yeah gold hop up now we've had it on the eva before obviously um but how does that impact the eva in this conversation because i think we're you know eva's got a lot of really good strong points when we kind of are doing this numbers comparison so i think naturally as a fan i would say Oh, cool! So the Eva's already great on its own. Add the double tap. This thing's got to be destructive, right?
1: Yeah. So I guess first things first. Last season they bumped the rate of fire across the board on the Eva, mm-hmm. and as much as I am an Eva fan, I almost feel like it's too much. Like <laughs> it just it fires so quickly. I, I feel like I'm missing more shots than I normally would. Double tap can come in as an advantage, but the thing that I've got to say first is that double-tap actually decreases the damage per second overall. So, you know, that break in between that two-tap burst is so long that it actually slows down the total amount of shots that you could get out in a certain amount of time. But, it can increase your headshot, just kind of making it easy with that burst damage. Very devastating if you're using it as a secondary getting a quick pump off of the double tap, very powerful. But I also, now that the Eva is so fast and sometimes even too fast, I kind of like the double tap to kind of slow me down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Even though it might not be natural to say like, oh, it, it slows down the damage per second, that's not good. Well, it probably increases your accuracy because it it paces you a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, I'm a fan of the double tap. I don't know. Uh, what other people think about it nowadays but I definitely use it and I think that it's important to know that it does slow you down Mm -hmm. but I think it makes you more effective with it
0: and there's an argument to be made that the double tap on the Eva also brings the Eva into that conversation with the PK and the Mastiff of that like chunk damage of the okay bang hits the double tap swaps other gun finishes them off so like you do get the ability to kind of elevate yourself into that conversation and maybe even use the gun in a different way, which is a really cool option to have if you look at it from that perspective. So maybe not a gold hop up, but uh, I think our gold hop ups nowadays are very subjective on what deserves to be gold. Oh, it's a
1: weird time. (laughs) It's a weird time for sure. I think a little bit of a conclusion on the shotguns. They're subjective. I think these numbers were kind of interesting. Um, Bringing the Mastiff back in, Is really nice the fact that the peacekeeper is now in the replicator for the first split i think gives people more of an option to test out the mastiff maybe gravitate towards the eva um but i think with all that information hopefully you can make a more informed decision Mm -hmm. my personal recommendation (laughs) do not use shotguns it's just too much of a risk (laughs) too much of a risk um
0: I don't think not they're for most players. That, that's what I will always continue to say. I think if if you're a shotgun player and you've been using them for a long time and you're very talented at the game, you can definitely get your use out of them. But for most people, I think you're better off going a, a different direction. I always dictate if I'm using a shotgun's on kind of like the first game I play. Are the shots landing today? If so, awesome, we're feeling ourselves. We'll have a shotgun day. If not, okay, time to go pick up my bull or R nine. Um, yeah. We got one more category though, pistols and this kind of close range uh comparison. Talk to me about the pistols that we're going to walk through today and uh where they may stand.
1: Yeah. Quickly, want to highlight the Wingman. Mm-hmm. Just as a personal shout out, other than losing the boosted loader, no changes to the Wingman this season, but it's incredible. It just has to be said there's really no need for many attachments here. In my opinion, that's the most dominant, close range, high damage weapon in the game with the best mobility. Better than shotguns, better than SMGs. And you don't need the skull piercer. I think a lot of people view it as if I have a skull piercer, I use the wingman. I really don't think that's practical or the case. Um, and now that it's sniper ammo, I think a lot of people also fear picking up this weapon don't there's plenty of sniper ammo and you don't need a lot to carry even all game like you could get away with carrying 60 ammo all day with the with the wingman so i really like that gun and when it comes down to pistols i think i'm using it more Mm -hmm. and more from last season to this season i've been a big fan uh even with the sniper so I implore you to use it.
0: Yeah. Wingman is a great, great weapon. And like you were saying on that sniper ammo being the big concern, it's not about how many shots you get. It's what you have to now give up in your inventory. And maybe it is two less bats or four less cells or more likely one less grenade. That's a fair sacrifice to make for using the Wingman, which is a very solid weapon. So well said.
1: But star of the show, RE45 enters the care package this season you know sticker shock on kind of the numbers we're getting the disruptor rounds back doing more damage against shielded enemies we gotta take a look is this a super powerful weapon or not Mm -hmm. well right off the bat this is the highest damage per second versus shields gun in the game outside of the sheila sheila does 280 damage per second the re-45 against shields does 234 damage per second once you break that armor that drops down to a reasonable 182 DPS against health definitely in line with you know a subpar smg or a regular old fully automatic pistol mm-hmm. um
0: but the, I intimidation, think the assumption is the sound yeah <laughs> the sound of
1: disruptors is super intimidating. Um, but I think, on the assumption that this could be a late-game beast of a weapon um, based off of most people having purple-red mm-hmm. armor, um, this could be one of the most cracked weapons that we've ever seen in the care package, just in terms of that raw damage output. Now, to break down the numbers specifically, Gonna compare the RE45, R9, and car. Magazine size, RE45, pretty low. You're rocking with 25 bullets against 28, 27. Mm -hmm. Reload time, pretty much in line with the car. One and a half seconds, 1.9 seconds, very even. Time to kill, pretty much in line with these SMGs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Less than a second. Um, you know, it's a hundredth of a second faster than the car not drastic against purple armor Um, that's going to go up of course when you're going against red armor um, or it's going to improve so it's going to go down in terms of the time to kill. Um, But the accuracy is something that I was thinking was going to be better than it was. You have to hit 13 out of 25 shots or 52% accuracy to knock a purple armored enemy with the RE-45 in the care package. That's pretty good. It's Mm -hmm. better than both the car and the R9. R9 68% car, 59%. You know, you're having to hit six less shots than the R9 if you use the RE45. So, could be easier. My kind of conclusion early on RE45, late game, super up close weapon, gonna be a really fun weapon to use. Mm -hmm. It's gonna definitely give you the results, but it's pretty close. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you just are so confident, with the recoil pattern of the R9 or the car, it's not a must drop, have to get the RE, yeah. um, especially since it's not gonna be great at range. Mm-hmm. I've been loving Bangalore this season. <laughs> I just think that, again, I'm revisiting the double time and the smoke with the digi threat is so powerful. RE45 comes with that digi. So, yep. you know, I'm probably leaning towards that if I'm playing Bangalore, maybe caustic. But outside of that, I think it's a coin toss. You can go either way against Red Armor. Maybe you know if you feel like there's a lot of teams left mm-hmm. late game, you make the switch. But is it a must pick up? No.
0: Yeah, I think that's very well said. And must pick up for like the higher level, high skilled players that can control that R nine and car in a very strong way. Because I think the forgiveness no. of the RE forty five shouldn't be slept on. And even, you know, your extra strafe speed you're going to get while ads with the pistol is, is not something to sleep on as well. But it was surprising to me how close they were, especially in TTK, to say, like, hey, even at its peak, the car is lining up with a care package weapon. If an RE-45 player and a car player square up on each other, that's pretty much a coin toss, like you're saying. And that's, that's a very shocking thing when you think about like what a care package weapon is and how intimidating and scary we want the RE-45 to be with disruptors. Like you said, maybe if it's red, obviously that maybe shifts things a little bit, but this was a cool comparison because I think it's a big boost in confidence to the car and R99 as... And we already thought they were late-game guns, but they truly are some of the best late-game uh, late guns in the game.
1: Yeah, I, I hate to kind of talk down on the re because i know it has a epic following people (laughs) love the re arenas br doesn't matter it's a great gun i love the recoil pattern of it i think that it's a really fun gun to use but is it dominant against smgs no it's not with disruptors it's about in line so take that as a win but it it just it can't go it can go toe to toe but it's not gonna be messing up the r99 in
0: yeah. a 1v1. We'll wrap up this conversation, though. We're SMGs, shotguns, pistols, the close-range meta season 15, where do we sit? Is there a clear one-on-one clear favorite right now? Where Where are we at?
1: You know, to be honest, we had all these small changes. Not a whole lot is changed mm-hmm. going into this season. I think the weapons that you were using before, you can still use. Um, you know, I think we doubled down on The R9 and the car, very good weapons. You and I fear the Volt just because of controllability, a little more forgiveness. Um, The Mastiff coming back is the one that I was concerned about because last season it was just, it's a terrifying weapon. (laughs) Just the sound of it would make me literally run run away um, because it's so hard to contest it. That coming back, being very much in line with the Peacekeeper, and then in an open fight getting outperformed by the Eva um, is pretty much in line with what I think you would expect mm-hmm. normally, but it's so different from where the, the Mastiff was. So I think reinforcing the fact that you don't need to be scared of the Mastiff in most situations is a, a good takeaway to have.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's very fair. Yeah, it's a it's a continuation of a very strong smg meta in my opinion and i think that's a fun one to play in and it's really cool to see i love what they did in terms of changing the laser sights last season and you know we see a continuation of that strength uh, rolling on now so part two you know long range meta coming next week going to be a ton of fun uh, but with that though we're going to dive into some questions and wrap up the show first question five star question coming from a winning is fun do you have be real if so what is it? Bold question. Uh, respect.
1: <laughs> yeah, first off, I also think winning is fun. So I'm right there with you. Um, unfortunately, I don't have a be real um, based off of mostly I'm a coward. And I don't want to <laughs> just share a picture of you know me at my desk every day, uh, uh, every hour. So uh, I don't know. Maybe that'll change, but I'm too fearful now to have be real. I'm not real. I'm not real. I, I'll admit it.
0: I have I have a be real. I downloaded the app, made it an account, and then I tried to figure out how it worked, and I was like, Oh yeah, that ain't for me. So I have a be real, but I haven't ever posted, which means I can't even look at other people's posts. So that app is truly <laughs> sitting there on my phone doing nothing right now. And there's no plans for that to change anytime soon. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Sorry to disappoint. Yep. Yeah.
1: Maybe next time. Next question. <laughs> also, five stars going from Kirk. When you're watching replays, what are the best things to look out for, improvement wise, especially with solo queue in mind?
0: So, an interesting question because watching replays, you know, we obviously we don't have like a kill cam by any means in Apex. So, I interpret this as are we looking at, you know, if we watch who killed us and how they're playing, are we looking at our death recap to see what guns killed us or are we. You know, assuming that we got, we're got we a Twitch streamer right now, so we're going back and, and watching us, us play in uh, the VODs. Watching the well. clips, So yeah. I don't know what perspective you want to take on answering this question, but if anything comes to your mind, feel free to take it away.
1: I think whenever I'm looking at my personal clips or friends' clips, family's clips, um, I look at controlling, well, better to phrase it, not missing entire clips Mm -hmm. like you don't you would rather burst fire a high rate of fire weapon um and hit more of your shots than force yourself to reload so kind of i guess you could say ammo conservation or you know being mindful about your reload is one of the things i look at other thing that i look at is batting instantly like if you get cracked popping that bat as soon as physically possible, um, I think it's a really good thing to focus on improvement, you know, because you just want to be faster. So mm-hmm. those are the kind of the two main things that I try to look out for. Yeah,
0: that's a good one. It's a very interesting thing. I also look at like, what guns am I using? And am I performing well with those guns? Am I using wingmans and shotguns? And Whiffing all my shots because that's a sign of you know maybe picking the wrong weapon and so you know having the the right loadout for you is going to be a big thing for success in in Apex but yeah with solo queue in mind in particular it, it's just kind of going to come down to gun skill for you to be the best you can besides that you know playing with your team is the advice we give even though it is going to hurt sometimes when you know you're you don't really agree with the moves your team's making so it sucks yeah pings voice chat, text chat, or type to chat, like anything you can do to help alleviate some of that stuff is great. Um, But yeah, a good question though. I I think it's an interesting concept. I wish we had like an actual replay feature and like Kill Cam and Apex. That'd be really fun. That's going to wrap up our show though. Thank you so much to our producer of the Third Party 10 who supports us over on Patreon. Hit the plus on Apple. Drop a follow on Spotify and check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today, maybe tomorrow.